0: Hello there my name is jeff and welcome to the game sharks podcast episode 23 where we talk about our favorite thing in the world black lives they fucking matter uh we're not gonna harp on this too much we're gonna kind of get into just what we usually do but uh i'm not a very vocal person on social media and i know the rest of the guys here aren't really either but seeing as this is our platform to talk i feel like it's appropriate for us to say go out and do what you can support in whatever way you can if you're someone who likes to go out to protest do that if you're someone who likes to support financially do that have conversations with people you've heard this from better voices than us but it's definitely something we wanted to echo and say that something we're all on board for and uh yeah that's that we're not going to do much more on that so and video games uh joining me today we have andrew hello adam hi and Eric. hello the usual crew we're all here we're going to talk about video games um yeah so we got three emails today that we're going to start off with boys it's going to be good whoa. Uh, Ooh. That's, uh if my math is correct one more than the usual that is one more than the usual <laughs> uh we got yep, we're kind of light on news this week obviously with all the stuff happening in the world there's a lot of things were postponed but we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later and then our main topic for the show what the hell is Nintendo doing for the rest of the year? We don't really know. We got Paper Mario coming out in July, but after that? Uh. So, we're going to make some predictions. We're going to maybe talk about some things we would like to see, some things reasonable, some things maybe very out there and definitely not going to happen, but regardless, we're going to talk about what we think Nintendo's going to do or what we want Nintendo to do for the rest of the year. But let's go back and we're going to start like we always do with emails. And this one is from none other than dan santos
1: <laughs>
0: dan santos says sup game shacks <laughs> another great oh by the way this uh was his email from that we should have read last week but he sent it on thursday and we happened to record on wednesday last week so... uh, okay. And, uh, this yep. is his email from last week he said another great episode last week a few months back, I had suggested a, I had a suggested YouTube video of a 12 minute speed run for a game I had never heard of before. The developers watched and commented to someone essentially brute forced their game. They spent so much time on at the end of the 12 minutes. I watched confused as the player flew their spaceship into the sun. The game was outer world outer. He said outer worlds, and I'm pretty sure he meant to say outer wilds. Uh, and i decided i was disinterested in it and seeing as someone could beat it in 12 minutes however the way you all described it makes us sound very complex and intriguing it reminds me of a hulu show i just watched called devs in where they build a supercomputer that learns everything you and can predict infinite worlds uh, he says, I certainly see a trend in the media where a multiverse is a main plot point. Marvel, Rick and Morty, and Voltron just off the top of my head. I think it's great and can offer some interesting crossover potential in the future. He then goes on to say, about the cat that Catalyst game, hearing your opinions tickle the deep part of my brain, which it is pleased an evil giant corporation made of a weak video game. Um, I think he's talking about... Crucible? Crucible? Yeah, Crucible. He called it Catalyst. (laughs) It's it's that forgettable.
2: (laughs) It's that forgettable.
0: He said, what's the deal with these giant companies trying to be the next big thing in gaming? Facebook with Oculus, Google with Stadia, and now Amazon? By the way, I I like Google. I think it's at least the least evil of the giant corporations. I don't know why they don't just upgrade the platform they already had with Play Games. I'm hoping to play The Messenger this time. I first heard about it because of its prequel, the turn-based Sea of Stars, which looks great. Forever a Steve, Dan. Uh, To
3: be fair, uh, didn't Facebook just buy Oculus? Like, they already did the work.
0: Yes, Oculus was already an existing thing. Uh, Google with Stadia is them kind of taking a shot in the dark because they have a lot of money, and none of us really think it's going to persist. And Amazon has been toying with games for a little while. I think this is their biggest venture, for sure. Uh, But obviously it wasn't a huge hit so i don't even think it was a hit (laughs) that's true it was less than a hit um as for sea of stars i brought that up i don't know several weeks ago several months ago at this point i'm very excited for that game it looks very cool it's by the guys who did the messenger um it's coming out i think they said sometime next year and it just looks like a a prequel yeah it's it's in the same universe but it's I think thousands of years before the messenger oh. and it's like an SNES uh, RPG akin to, I think they compared it to uh, secret of mana and super Mario RPG. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Check out a trailer for it. It looks very cool. I'm excited about that. Uh, so I'm on board with you there, Dan, that game looks sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, video games is one of the biggest, most profitable industries in the world <laughs> right now. So it makes sense that all of the big names uh or uh companies are trying to get their hands in it if they aren't already um i mean you saw both sony and microsoft back in uh the so yeah playstation came out around n64 they weren't in the game before that and then same thing with microsoft and the following gamecube ps2 generation they weren't in the game but hey there's a lot of money in these video games things let's try to get in and they managed to successfully weasel their way in and knock out people like sega and atari in the process um so yeah, it's just the ebb and flow of big companies. Uh, if you're big enough and do and don't necessarily specialize in a certain thing, and you kind of have your hands in everything, might as well go for some of the most uh, profitable mm. <laughs> industries in the world. You know, cool. So that was from Dan. Thank you, Dan. Our next one is from Steve, as usual. Steve says, "Hello, everyone." Did you guys see the news that EA purchased the exclusive rights to continue making Madden, a five-year contract worth <laughs> $1.5 billion to use the likenesses of NFL teams and players? I didn't realize that the last time we saw an NFL game made not by EA was 2004. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, quite a long time ago. I don't even remember what the game was. Would that, that would have been like a GameCube game, right? Or GameCube PlayStation 2 Xbox game? Uh, yeah, it, it might have yeah. been...
2: NFL Blitz. I want to say that use actual that that one that specific one, Uh, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, that sounds. Oh no, yeah,
2: it wasn't. It wasn't NFL Blitz. It must have been. uh, It must have been NFL Two K Four or something like that. Oh, they
0: made Two K NFL games. Yeah, I don't know enough about football games. I think the last football game I played was Madden '97 on my PS1. That my dad just happened to buy for like two bucks in two thousand one. <laughs> so uh yeah. Uh there's EA again making big, long or <laughs> long contracts for lots of money. Similar with uh Star Wars. And I'm sure they make so much money off of the Madden games that there's no reason for the NFL not to just keep upping that contract. Uh so it makes sense to me. He continues on saying we could also be getting a new NCAA football game for the first time since 2013, since the NCAA is now going to allow college players to make money off their likenesses. A legal battle must be settled between the NCAA and game developers over licensing before we can get a game. The timetable is looking like a year based upon the latest Sports Illustrated article. Um, Do you think there would be a big market for an NCAA football game?
4: In some uh, spots, maybe. I know, like, I think some states are really, really big on college football. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I don't personally watch college football. I don't know how people would do, but, you know, like, down south, like, college football might even be bigger than NFL in some spots.
3: Yeah. But there's Are like... the people who watch college football the kind of people who would buy a college football video game?
4: <sighs> see, that's the thing. I'm not sure.
0: I mean, I could see the college students who like if you go to one of those big schools uh that ha- like is all about their football team like I Michigan State jumps out right is that one am i crazy i <laughs> have <laughs> actually
4: no this, reference this, is not point for this. this is not the group this is not the group yeah
0: uh but like i could see like college students being like oh my team's my school's team is represented here i can play as my buddy jason who's on he's the the running back on the football team and you know like that could be really cool um uh, but i don't it's Obviously not going to be as huge as Madden as a whole. Madden games are just giant juggernauts. Um, but it's still really interesting and cool that the the college players would be able to make money off their likenesses. That's, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Makes it more. I feel like that would give me an even better shot of getting into the NFL. Like, just more publicity. Um, yeah. Who knows? I I, about- Go ahead, Derek.
2: I was going to say, I feel like the market's just gone now.
0: For what, like football games, as a for
2: for college sports games, because like it's just they've been gone for so long that I don't know if anyone would care if they came back. You know, I didn't even know that they existed in the first place. Right, (laughs) yeah, like they, the last one to come out, I think, was in two thousand eight. (sighs) Jeez, um, and it was also it was two K doing it and not uh. Hmm. There yeah. was
3: a, an NCAA, NCAA football 14 that came out in 2013.
2: Oh, uh, uh, okay. So that's the last time. Oh, All yeah, right. That's didn't, what Steve didn't, was talking about. He just said that in his email. <laughs> 2013 eh? was the last time. <laughs> yeah, I said 2013
0: was the last time we got one.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a market there. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I really I wonder what the sales. Is say i don't think the sales comes up in and i just can't imagine being that
0: that great but you know um steve goes on to ask us a question steve says do you guys have any guilty pleasure games games you like to play but don't like to advertise best steve Uh, all right guys what do you got league of legends Uh, (laughs) i don't know if that's a guilty pleasure i like (laughs) i enjoy playing legal it's not something i'm embarrassed to say that i like to play i think that's kind of the the idea it's like something that you don't like to tell people that i'm embarrassed
3: by the amount of time and money i've spent on it
0: (laughs) yeah i'm definitely uh yeah money more so than time but yeah oh yeah same here um i don't know anyone got a game off the top of their head that they can think of that they would consider a guilty pleasure game
4: Uh, every now and again i'll I'll redownload like a mobile game or something you know like my, my sister got me to download Candy Crush again very briefly. <laughs> oh, she's way in here after. That's huh? a good one. It's like, you know, sometimes uh, they're just kind of fun. That Okay, like, this is something to do, but it requires almost no brain activity.
0: Yeah. I've never played Candy Crush a single time in my life. So I no, I don't even know it, what you do in it. Is it just a match three game?
4: It is a match tools, three game. All
0: right. But with
3: candy. It, but yeah,
4: stuff, stuff like that. You know, every now and again, you just download something onto your phone it's very low effort but it's like you know like a puzzle game or something
0: Mm, yeah
3: i don't know as a as a concept in general i personally just don't believe in guilty pleasures i just own everything i like
0: that's fair well uh, what about you derek any
2: um i don't i really know if i would if like i hadn't have any i would consider guilty pleasures uh i i guess i like to play like uh um, sometimes like old uh, uh, like console releases or pc releases of uh, old arcade games like like the hydro Thunder series or okay. uh San Francisco rush <laughs> uh, but I don't know if those are like guilty pleasures and and things I would like well I don't want anyone to know that I really like hydro Thunder yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe i would say like my guilty pleasure would be like playing the games that give you tickets in like uh like arcades or something you know like like like, they're not really games but like for some reason you always play them like i i I like i i like to not advertise that i have a soft spot for those stupid
0: things Uh the only one that comes to mind for me is for some reason like once every year or every two years or something I dig out an old Yu-Gi-Oh game that I had for the Game Boy Advance and I start it over and I play it for like a week or two and then it goes back into <laughs> the vault just, I don't know why I do this and it's just like it's OG Yu-Gi-Oh but like I think it's just like the first 3 sets of the game and it's just Damn. simple and it, ad- it's uh, like a feature of the trip. anime characters. Oh yeah, it's all about the anime characters. You fight Sick. all of them. You make a deck. Summon skulls. Busted. Joey know? Wheeler. It's all about kunai those... with chain. It's all about those creature four star creatures that uh have two thousand defense, and you play them face down, and the computer without fail always attacks into it, and you're like, all right, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> uh, so yeah. This this really old Yu-Gi-Oh! Game Boy game is my guilty pleasure. I haven't played it in a while. It's Maybe I'll go bust that out uh, later and play it. It's uh... time to duel. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Steve. And our last email for today is Dan Santos again. I was just going to say his email for this week. He said, Hoi, Game Sharks, which is a Wind Waker reference. He says, I feel like Andrew and I share a memory card. I love all those games. I was always interested in Okami, but wasn't actually able to play it until it came to Switch. I completely agree about the mythology thing. The way I see it is that we invest so much time learning and theorizing about lore from people or every even, or even one person, Tolkien, Martin, uh, Lucas, etc. However, the real world has lore. The ones Andrew mentioned, God of War and Okami, are probably the best examples. There's also Jotun, based on Norse Giants, and Smite, which oh. seem to both be pretty honest with their sources. One of my top 10 games is probably El Shahadi, Ascension of the M- Metatron? That's a, <laughs> that's a game title right there. Yeah. <laughs> it was designed by Sawaki Takeyasu, sorry about that pronunciation probably. Who also worked on Devil May Cry and Okami. There you go. Um, The gameplay feels just like Devil May Cry, but the environments are very trippy. The mythology is ancient Near Eastern, which I love because it's a period that almost never is represented in games. You play as Enoch and you fight the Watchers, which are the fallen angels and eventually become demons in modern mythology. Mm -hmm. Uh, A very niche game, but I'd enjoy it. He has uh, a little bit of trivia for us that we're gonna do later on in the episode. Oh, um, oh it, it's a good question. I'm very much looking forward to it. And then he at the end says, Can't wait to hear your thoughts about the PS five, but I guess we'll have to wait a little longer. <laughs> Hopefully it's only a week or so. Take it, Stevie. Dan.
2: Take it Stevie. <laughs> uh
0: thanks, Dan. We will we'll hit up your trivia in the l- end of the yeah. episode. I'm, it's a good question, so I'm looking forward I to it. I am
3: patiently waiting a video game that's uh, on the level of Okami and God of War, but about Greek mythology. God of War 1. Oh yeah, wait, those yep. (laughs) (laughs) Derek loves them and plays them once a year. (laughs) (laughs) Those are like completely off of my radar. For me, the God of War games before the 2018 one.
2: Do not exist. Yeah. (laughs) Also, oops. I think that Odyssey dives heavily into the mythology, but I can only speak okay. for... Um, I'll get from, there when uh, I get there. Yeah, that, that could be something in your future. From what yeah.
0: I have heard, you do some stuff in that game. It, it, okay. Uh,
3: it takes takes perhaps become the god of war? <laughs> Actually. <laughs> um,
0: all right, let's move on to news. Um, kind of alluding to what Dan said because of... Um, all of the stuff going on in the world in the last week. Uh, a lot of announcements and news things have been pushed uh, to let way for more important conversations. The biggest being there is a Cyberpunk showcase that is delayed. It was supposed to be June 11th um, and is now going to be June 25th. And this is it's called the Cyberpunk 2077 News Broadcast Night City Wire. Um, and it's kind of... I think it's like an in-game it's going to be a video basically in world kind of like showing us what the game is like and what you do and stuff. (laughs) Uh, So I'm looking forward to that when it inevitably happens. And then the other one that was delayed, it was supposed to happen today. We were actually all going to watch it together before we recorded and then kind of give you our immediate hot takes uh, is the PS five reveal, but that is now pushed back. Uh, They do not have a date for that one yet. It was going to be June 4th today. Um, But it is delayed indefinitely until they feel like it's more appropriate to talk about it. Um, So, yeah, while it stinks, it is 100 million percent understandable. And, yeah, I respect their decisions to do this. So, yeah, unfortunately, there's not much more to say on it. It's just it is what it is. And we'll get that news sometime later this month, hopefully for uh, definitely for Cyberpunk, hopefully for uh, the PlayStation.
2: I, I don't think we're supposed to get cyberpunk. Like, I just don't think that game's ever supposed to come out. And, <laughs> um, like if it does come out, I think it's going to be like the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the, not, a, not, a, not the apocalypse. Oh, the, I can't remember.
0: Uh, Rapture or something. Yes.
2: It's going to be Rapture. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it's one of those games. It's just like uh, it seems like it's always on the horizon. It's it's never gonna actually happen. But like Final Fantasy 15 was that game. Final Fantasy 7 remake was that game. Duke Nukem Forever was that game. Like these games do come out eventually, and it's looking like it's this year for Cyberpunk. There's nothing indicating that it's gonna get delayed or pushed or cancelled or you know. It's seeming like
2: it would have been out by now. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying, it would have been out by now. <laughs> we could have been that in October. It would have been out by now.
3: Remember when, by <laughs> this point, we would have had The Last of Us 2, uh, that game, and Final and, Fantasy 7?
0: And Ghost of Tsushima, I think, would have been out. And oh, Ghost of no, Tsushima. That would have been out no. in like a week or two. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was coming out mid-June. Uh, I think it took, uh, Last of Us took its spot and kicked it. Get out of here. You go to yes. next month. Um, all right. Did any of you own or even touch a Game Gear in your lives? Nope. Uh, <laughs> fresh my memory on what that is. That is Sega's handheld gaming console. Uh, no, iPhone? definitely not. Yep. Uh, it took, like, what, eight AA batteries or something like that? Wait, what? Yeah. It was massive. I think it was eight. I've only ever seen one in my life. A kid back in high school had one. And I was like, what? What is that? Why? Why do you have this?
4: <laughs> it's just excessive.
0: Anyways, uh, the news here is that Sega announced that they are making a palm-sized Game Gear Micro. Uh, Why? The inch or the screen is an inch. Think about that. Why? It is crazy tiny, Uh, but they're actually making four of them. So they come pre-installed with four games. Each one is going to cost around 50 bucks. Uh, it's got a headphone jack charged via USB, and it says and uses t- two AAA batteries. So, I don't know if you have to use the batteries and then also charge it. That doesn't really make sense to me.
4: Maybe the batteries are a backup,
0: maybe in case it dies and it goes to batteries. Maybe I don't know. Um, so yeah, there's gonna be four of them, and each one has a different set of games. The black one comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone, the blue one comes with Sonic and Tails Gunstar Heroes sylvan tail baku baku animal the yellow one comes with shining force 1 shining force 2 shining force gaiden final conflict and nazo puyo Arlenoro, ro, ro? <laughs> r-o-u-x ru ru sure and then the red one comes with revelations the demon slayer magami tensei gaiden last bible special the gg shinobi and columns uh, I would like to reiterate that the screen is an inch. If you, yeah. there are pictures of this device in a child's hands and they're doing this weird pinching thing to hold it, there is no way I could physically play this. My hands are too giant. Yeah.
4: No. And for like for what they're wanting for it, I don't think it's worth it.
0: Yeah, fifty bucks for four games with like maybe one being a headliner on each one. The red one. And then I don't even. The recommend. one inch.
4: Then the one inch screen on top of that.
2: Yeah, I don't know who this is for collectors it's just for collectors that's all it's for... yeah it's for bethesda
3: so
0: they can release skyrim on something else
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right I would, I would buy it if i could play skyrim on it. i'm gonna be 100 of course you on fucking this. Would. skyrim in my pocket like legit pocket i would absolutely Oh uh, yo. you can fit your switch in your pocket yeah but it's a hassle to take out and then you'd have to like reassemble it if i could just quickly slide this one inch screen out of my pocket <laughs> Oh, they're selling an (laughs) adapter that I didn't see before called the Big Window Micro to make it bigger. (laughs) Ooh, inches? it's a magnifying glass. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I had one of those for my Game Boy. Was it, would it have been Game Boy Color? And it was just like this big apparatus and it was a magnifying glass that would make the screen bigger. (laughs) It seemed so pointless and dumb. But yeah, if anyone out there is interested in in a palm-sized Game Gear micro console, please let me know. I want to know why you're interested in it and which one you'd want to get. Uh, All right. Next piece of news. Hideo Kojima's big project that he was working on has recently been scrapped and they are planning uh, the stages for a new game and they're in the early stages of that. So apparently post um, Death Stranding, Kojima and the boys were working on something, but it wasn't going well. So they completely scrapped it and are now in the very beginning stages of working on something new. This isn't, this isn't crazy news. It's assumed that when you launch a big game and you get like, a few months away from it, you start working on a new game. That's kind of how this works. He said, uh, I can't say anything since it's still in the planning stages, but we're doing various work behind the scenes. Just recently, a big project fell apart, so I'm a bit upset about that. Uh, and then at some point he had clarified that he's definitely not working on anything Metal Gear because there's been rumors of him doing something with Metal Gear. And he's definitely not working on anything Silent Hill or uh, referring to that PT, that like horror demo that was on... Was that a PS3 thing?
2: No, that was on PS4. That was a PS4
0: thing. That must have been very yeah. early PS4, right? I feel like yeah, that was a it long was, time yeah. ago. Um, So yeah, he's not working on those and they're working on something new. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only one of us that played death straining is you derek right
2: yeah you played it sorry <laughs> did
0: i did think? play it
2: did you like and it? it was it was pre-podcast yeah so i never got to i think ever talk about it uh but yeah i liked i liked it a lot i had i enjoyed um <clears throat> well the i can understand how the gameplay loop and uh kojima's story writing might not be for everybody um I I had a lot of I enjoyed my time with it. I don't know if you could say I had a lot of fun. <laughs> but like because <laughs> I just it was just a very relaxing game for the most part. Mm. Um except like the the few combat like sections you're kind of forced into in boss battles and those like were they were like, like okay. Yeah. But the uh, yeah I, I enjoyed the overall gameplay loop of kind of like c- connecting all these areas and it, it kind of exploring and um yeah i don't yeah i don't know how you just exploring and uh I, I really liked creating all the roads i don't know why <laughs> and like like, I, I almost, I think, had roads built for everywhere. So, like, I li- it literally made the game as easy as possible because I could just drive everywhere. Um, but it was like, yeah, I put in all this time and now it's paying off and it's the game, game is easier now.
1: Hmm.
2: But, uh,
0: so I know the whole big thing of it was creating structures and stuff for other people to use. Uh, what... Have you turned the game on at all recently? Because I imagine it was thriving at launch, but I know that structure started to deteriorate. They, they start to deteriorate over time, so it's not crazy overpopulated and it gives a chance for new things to rise. Is it kind of more barren these days, or with not as many people probably actively playing it?
2: So, the way I understood from just like a gameplay perspective on how it did that is you never, you didn't see everything. And you only saw things after hitting like certain points in the gameplay. Because, yeah, like if you saw everything that everyone built, then like the first person who would beat the game and put all their stuff up would make everyone else's lives a thousand times easier. Yeah. Um, what what you end up, I think, seeing is seeing the structures and stuff of the people who are at like the same point in the game as you are. Uh, so. It, you see, if you're at a point where you're like, okay, I gotta get to this place, and it's across a river, uh, you might see, oh, someone built some like ladders that go across over here. Or, oh, this person was able to build a zip line, and if I build another zip line piece, I can connect up to his zip line, and that you know I can go that way across the river. So it it, it actually does a pretty good job of um, giving you new options of like people stuff to build off of. So it's not like you get there and the game's completed for you it's like here are some stuff that people did and now you can kind of choose what path you go Mm. okay Uh, yeah I yeah that's how I at least understood uh, how it how it worked and um, because yeah I feel like if you went in now uh, it would uh, you know find enough of what people had at that point who played the game and uh because it tells you at the end of the game um all the people you connected with
0: like whose stuff you used and who used your stuff yeah gotcha
2: which is which was really cool i wish i like had saved it i don't know it it was like it's like a long list of people's psn's and it's like here's all the people you interacted with or like helped or you know helped you Mm. so it was an interesting concept
0: uh, Andrew and I have historically pooped on this game even though oh, none yeah. of us have ever touched it right. you, from a distance it definitely seems like something I wouldn't enjoy very much but I Correct. I said to him today that we should put it in the the <sighs> book club list as uh, something for uh-huh. us to do because it's, it's about experiences that we haven't had and playing things we haven't played it doesn't necessarily mean yeah, yeah, playing yeah. games that we'll definitely like uh, yeah. So
2: it it is long is it? Wait, I think long? it's like 50 hours
0: Mm. never mind yeah that's a bit of a push for what we're looking for <laughs> it,
2: yeah. and it doesn't open up until you get through the first 10
0: uh well <laughs> you know i'm used to that i'm playing persona <laughs> yes it was, um, no, it's not, that's not actually i
2: don't think that's actually true it's just a stab at persona <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so wow. yeah kojima's working on a new game kojima productions we'll see i'm sure it'll be several years of cryptic weird trailers and weird nothing nothing stuff. makes
3: sense even after the game comes out
0: <laughs> all right i got one more piece of news for you slay the spire is coming to mobile what? <laughs> yep Ooh, interesting that, yep uh i'm going to play it literally all the time now it's coming to ios i think they said sometime this month um yeah this month sometime for ios uh android in the future it's going to be 10 bucks they're doing a little oh, showcase on June 6th, this Saturday, to kind of say, like, hey, this is what it's gonna how it's going to run and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uh, you yeah, know, that sounds awesome. Right? It's a perfect mobile game. And, like, yeah. it's graphically not anything impressive. In fact, it kind of looks like it was developed as a mobile game from how simplistic it, the the animations and the, the art style is. It's very, very simplistic. Uh, so yeah, I'm. This is going to be cool. I'm gonna probably play it daily if it comes to mobile. You know, just gotta kill five minutes waiting for uh, uh, Allison to finish getting ready for us to leave the house. You know, pooping at work. Just yeah, like, do it. it's it the encounter. Yeah, it saves your run. It like it, you don't have to start over every time. You just close it and it'll go right back to where you are. So uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. That'll be really cool um and then actually on a similar note to slay the spire i heard about a game today it's called monster train it's on steam and i think as fans of slay the spire i think this is something we would all very much like uh basically it's a similar setup where it's a roguelike deck building game and you there's something about a train leaving hell or going to hell and you're a bunch of demons and you're fighting off angels or something i don't know i i only <laughs> looked into it briefly but apparently it's very very good and similar to the Spire. uh so it's our i'm giving everyone homework to to look at it although last time i gave everyone homework to check out one step from Eden, no one did so um, i did eventually did you did you ever play it yeah yeah, I did play it. Oh, that's what we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I need to play more one step for me. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend everyone at least watching a trailer or just looking at what it is, because apparently it's very similar to Slate the Spire and quite good. It has lanes. Mm-hmm. So you got that MOBA fill. Uh, ah, fun. fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's lanes all I have. And 40s. trains. Lanes and trains. Um That's all I got for news. Anyone have anything that they saw that I missed that they wanted to talk about?
4: Uh, Just something briefly. Sure. They only put it it online a few hours ago, but uh, Riot put out a new champion roadmap, and they revealed who's next for an update. Ooh, who is it? It's none other than Dr. Mundo.
0: No! Mundo's my go-to, you-can't-kill-me pick. Dang it.
4: Yeah, so he's getting a VGU, and they also said that they're trying to pivot into releasing six champions a year.
0: Oh, wow. That'd
4: be... so They want to get to a point where hopefully they can get one champion for each lane, but two for mid each two year. mid laners? Huh. Yeah, one mage and one assassin. Interesting. So they'd like it if every role could get a new champion per year to kind of keep things fresh.
0: That would be cool. I, yeah, just like make sure everything kind of stays the same. Oh, there's like a tease of a champion ability. Something about a ball rolling down an entire yeah lane
4: i think that's for the new jungler it's gonna be like the jungler probably has like some kind of sleep mechanic
0: yeah it looks like a zoe e basically
4: yeah so there's some interesting stuff there we're probably getting two over the summer but i kind of like the idea of them putting out more each year because that would even make the competitive stuff a little more interesting if there's always this influx of new things
3: Mm. Well, about 60 years pretty much been the pace for the last few
0: uh it's usually closer to like three or four especially yeah i mean
3: before they started you know really doing the vgus i guess
0: yeah um that's cool all right they
4: just read they only put that up a few hours ago that was worth mentioning
0: nice anyone else got anything they saw
2: yeah i got something that uh i think hits a little close to home for for us being uh rhode island Rhode islanders okay no? They are re-releasing a, or I should say, releasing a remastered version of the Rhode Island-born or made Kingdoms of Amular Reckoning.
4: Really,
0: I yeah. still see stuff on the news every once in a while about <laughs> Thirty Eight Studios and Kurt Schilling and how it is like all a, the shit
4: that caused.
0: Yeah, big waste of money. Blah blah blah. I know uh, Nick Vanaka, who's been on the podcast before, said he's like, "Yeah, I really liked that game. I thought it was well done, and I enjoyed it. It just wasn't a big seller, apparently." Um,
2: I I played it uh, long, not not too long after it came out. I think maybe like a year after it came out, Um, and it's it was really fun. It clearly has some like issues. It's got like a weird, uh, um, the way like difficulty scales and like. Some of the weapons are like broken, like they just unlock your enemies, so you can just keep hitting them till they die, and like you can do that even with huge bosses. Uh, but apparently they, so I think it's THQ Nordic bought the license, um, so they're they're releasing it in a remastered form, and apparently they are like really dive into really have dove into it and fixed some like glaring issues, and uh, it looks like really good. Like, the art I saw on, I think they released, like, some screenshots on Twitter. It was like, this looks like it was built this generation, not for the 360.
0: Huh. Are you going to pick it up when it comes out? Do they say when it's coming out? Uh, it's
2: August. Um, August twenty. Yeah, August. I, I might, if I have nothing else to play in August. Mm. Uh, I might pick it up. It's a pretty long game, uh, if I remember correctly. So I, I don't know if I would want to dive into that before Cyberpunk comes out. Ooh, but, yeah but uh i just i remember really liking it and I, if i'm itching for that type of game around that time it would definitely like scratch that it mm,
0: yeah it's very much that fantasy uh oh like elder scroll meets dragon age kind of thing it's like it's yeah that style of game
2: yeah and i would say it's even like i've always thought of it as it's more like single player world world of warcraft Okay. Like the, see the way the world is built and uh, like the way they do abilities and stuff, it was like like a single player console version of World of Warcraft. I mean, it was supposed to be eventually an MMO anyway. So it makes sense that it took a lot from, from WoW. But yeah, it's really cool. I, I remember like loving all the different classes you could pick from and all like the cool weapons and stuff. Um, yeah. I recommend check, checking it out once uh, hmm. it, it like some trailers drop and stuff
0: as a rhode island taxpayer i helped fund that original game <laughs> so you're welcome um okay uh let's take a break and then we can come back and we can talk about what we've been playing lately sound good yeah it's good, Sounds good. cool Eric, what have you been playing lately
2: what have i been playing that's a great question because i've been playing a lot of things
0: oh okay go on
2: i it was taking me a while to figure out what i want after i finished origins it was taking me a while to figure out what i wanted to play because i didn't want to play uh, odyssey right away mm. so the first thing i did was i installed assassin's creed odyssey <laughs> <laughs> And I played it for like an hour and decided, yeah, I'm not ready for this right now, um, because I think I think I'm really gonna just like a just a first glance at, at like all like the new skill trees and uh, the changes to combat and the changes to exploration in the world. I was like, oh, I'm I'm really gonna dive into this. So I was like, I'm gonna like clear some backlog games and some other games I'm interested in before I I dive. So the first thing I tried and have been playing a little here and there is Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, oh. Yes, do you guys look heard. into that at all?
4: I have. I have a friend who's already beaten the main storyline.
2: Yeah, it's, I don't. I think it's a short, a short game. Yeah, I think it's uh, like I think... 15ish hours, not very long. Well, so it's it's a uh, right a uh, uh, top down ARPG. Uh, in the same vein, uh, or like a looter ARPG, like like crumb, Diablo. Right? Yeah, yeah. So like the big thing about it is replayability. Hmm. So like I'm, uh, so you like the game is short, but you play it over and over again, and as you like, it's like you know, like like a new game plus almost, I guess. Um, and as you play it over and over, you get higher and higher. De- unlocked, and these higher and higher difficulties. I think it seems like the way the higher the difficulty, they generate the map a different way. the The mobs are all very different, and then all you can get all new like stuff. So it like really gives you some replayability. Um, it's it's definitely a kid's game. Mm, that's what I've like. Yeah. It's it's Diablo for kids. It's very. <laughs> simple but it's i don't know I've, I've been liking it it's been like a fun kind of just like zone out for a little bit and and play for an hour and like beat a level or two and and uh like it does a really good job i feel like of uh making you feel like uh or f- fulfilling a power fantasy you know where like you go in and uh hordes of creepers and zombies and and Skeleton Archers come at you, and you just, like, lay waste to all of them in, like, three seconds with all the abilities. And that's, like, really satisfying. Um, and I, I'm just, I I just, I think I've now over-leveled the, the default, like, level system. Like, I can't get any harder in the game, so I just have to beat the game to get to the next part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm just, like, tearing through it and having, like, a ton of fun just, like, killing shit and using my powers. To kill stuff so if you've ever been interested in like j- dungeon crawlers like diablo and stuff like that but like aren't sure if you're into that kind of gameplay i definitely recommend it i think it's only like twenty dollars yeah it's definitely a pretty um, cheap and yeah accessible. i i just I, I got game pass so like you know it's also like twenty dollars oh for... wait is it on game pass yeah it's on game oh, pass cool. for, PC, for pc yeah
0: i have that i could try it for free because there's wow. no reason not to
2: yeah yeah exactly that's like i, I love the game, game pass <laughs> game pass is really really good uh yeah, don't buy Minecraft Dungeons. Just buy yourself Game Pass if you have an Xbox or a PC. Seriously. <laughs> um what else did I play? I uh What did I play? Oh. <laughs> um I re- I had started a while back uh Devil May Cry 5. So I I dove back into that and um that's been really fun. Um, I don't, have you guys played Devil May Cry games? I've never played a single one. No, nope. Uh, are they featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series? They do feature Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Ah. Uh, I haven't played as Dante yet, though.
0: Yeah, he's like the last character you play as. You play as three different people in that game, right?
2: Yeah. So one is, named V. I, yeah. I've never played. I, the only Devil May Cry game I've played is the reboot dmc devil may cry which fans hated but i loved <laughs> uh so it, like it's very different it's well look it this concept is still the same kind of just like hack and slash beat up all the guys gameplay but uh the combat is a lot different in this one and so i just i just did my first few missions as v and uh that it's like a really cool way to the, i think do that kind of uh combat he you like don't attack with him you just walk around and then all your attacks are done with like you ha- he has like two um he like summons two creatures in like a, a like basically like a panther and a, and a bird thing and they do the attacking and all you like so you're just like walking around like dodging enemies while your other guys do all the attacking on your button press and then when the enemies get low enough health, you, like, do, like, a teleport, like, finisher move on them. And it's very, I don't know, it just, I think it was very fresh. Like, a fresh take on on the kind of beat up game style. What do you, action, third-person action, action game? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. just... can slash, yeah. <laughs> uh, game, so, uh, yeah uh, a little there's there's a term for those types of games, but I can't remember what it is. I think it's just yeah, third uh, person action War. game. Yeah, like uh like like God of War like Bayonetta mm-hmm. uh, yes. So, yeah, yeah, I I really uh am enjoying it. Um thinking about maybe I know they remastered the 1st and 3rd and 4th ones or the 1st and 3rd ones. So, I was thinking about I know the 2nd one is like garbage and you should never play it. So, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever play it. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do a little uh, what Andrew did, and I'll I'll play all of them and <laughs>
4: yeah. write all some right. stuff about it.
2: <laughs> there you go. That's the way. Um, yeah. And then the last game I played is I decided to replay The Last of Us. So uh,
1: there you go. So uh,
2: yeah, I re-downloaded that on the PS4 and started that, and I almost didn't do it because. I like immediately when the first cutscene starts. Remembered how the game starts and was like, I don't, so I don't think I can do God this right now. Damn,
0: sad. Yeah, it's too uh, much. It's way too much, especially yeah now.
2: Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is a lot, right? So I, it's like this when the game comes out in like two weeks. It's like oh, this game's gonna be a lot. Hopefully, things are a little, a little. Uh, better so it's a uh, less of a uh downer
0: yeah absolutely
2: but i forgot how violent uh this game is oh yeah dude. oh yeah
0: you are stabbing <laughs> people in the head and yeah like brain. yeah it is
2: the the first time you encounter enemies uh people enemies and you have to like actually like defeat people um you, like, do a stealth takedown. You, like, do, like, a choke or whatever. So it's, like, you could kind of be like, well, no, they're probably just knocked out. But the person you're with, Tris, just straight up, like, stabs them in the neck. And I was like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs>
2: like, I forgot. Like, yeah, you, like, murder everybody in this game. Not just yeah. clickers and stuff. Like, people, too. Well, they're trying to so. murder you first. That's that's true. There's a bunch that's of people you very don't true. murder
0: because they don't try to murder you. Joel's not a Funny bad how guy. Funny the world works.
2: Ah... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I th- pretty sure Joel is a bad guy, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we, we'll figure that out when The Last of Us 2 releases on June 17th.
0: I'm planning on starting the DLC in the next couple days. June cause... 19th, Derek?
2: We oh, got... sorry. I I just yeah. threw a date out. <laughs> we got
0: <tomorrow. laughs> two weeks from tomorrow is when Last of Us Part yep. 2 comes out, and so yeah, I want to play the uh, Left Behind DLC. Yeah, so yeah I'm going to start I, my... that in the next couple days.
2: My hope is to get that the game finished up in time, so I can play the I never played the DLC, so I want to I play also that. Also,
0: did not play the DLC. Apparently, it's really good and kind of important into oh. leading up to what The Last of Us Part Two is. I'll brush so up on. Yeah, I DLC. think
2: it's it's super important into like about uh, Ellie's like background and character development mm. and like why she is the way she is. Yeah. Why she's who she is, kind of thing. So. Yeah.
0: So I'm looking forward to playing that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's me. That's what I've been playing.
0: Cool. Uh, I'll give my Persona Five update. It's the only game I've played in, like in the last week, outside of Smash and League. Um. Uh, I think there's too much to do in this game. I think yep. it's it's a fault of like it's, it's a negative. There's too much in this game. It takes away from it because there's too much. Like, on any given day in the game, I could make coffee, or go talk to my friends, or go stum- study somewhere, or go eat food, or go, uh, I don't know, play darts, or go, it's just like, uh, read a book. I don't know, it's just too much. And, uh, like, too many decisions to make, and the fact that you can only do, like, one thing a day. And then, over, like, I've gotten to another, like, four-hour session where I haven't, I feel like I haven't done anything. It's just... Talking and talking and talking and talk and just nonstop people talking and the story isn't engaging and gripping enough to like make me like really excited about continuing to watch the story. It's just kind of happening. Uh, I th- I'm not a big fan of Mementos, which is this place you go to outside of like the main like dungeons basically it's this other place you can go to to fight bad guys you're just you're in a bus that's also a cat that's also a party member and you're just driving around in like this endless maze and it's just not very fun and the combat i don't think is very engaging it's pretty simplistic especially once you learn an enemy's weakness every fight goes the same where okay i use This weakness on this person, this weakness on this person, this weakness on this person. They're all downed. I do my all-out attack, and then they're all dead. And then that's the end of the fight, every single time. I've never gotten to a point where like I need to not be using my abilities, because they cost... In this game, there's no mana. It's called SP instead. And like the whole thing is, oh, you run out of SP, you're in trouble. But I have a stupid amount of SP recovery items, because I've never run out. I've managed it so well every time that i've either been in a palace or mementos that it's not an issue um so and it's just the combat hasn't been very engaging for me and it just feels so dragged out long-winded um all like the random activities that it's just like none of them feel important because there's so many of them it's like any given you can do anything on any given day and it feels like it doesn't have a big outcome on what the game's going to like obviously you can do some things like okay i had one thing it's like okay i need to call my teacher who's also part of a maid service who also might be a prostitute i don't know they kind of allude to that but they don't straight out say it Uh, but i needed to have like high enough gut stat so i like did a couple of things to get my gut stat up uh so i could do that and okay so i did that now but now i'm just back to doing arbitrary crap like oh the weather's bad i guess i'll study today because i get a little bit more uh study points whatever that is intelligence um yeah uh, the whole, all points. so and like the whole stuff all the stuff with the velvet room they've gotten to a point where it's like they're treating it like it's something that you should just accept and know even though they have not explained any of it there's just a dude with this huge nose who looks like this big troll man and these little girls in police outfit with eye patches who scold you and then they force you to take them to a burger place and it's just like i don't care about these characters every once in a while i just wake up in a prison outfit in chains and i'm just talking to these random people and now it's it's like they're presenting it as a casual thing but they still haven't explained what is happening with it i don't know i like i love the music in this game i love the style in this game but i'm starting to think that maybe when uh like last of us 2 comes along and then that rolls into ghost of tsushima and then that rolls into cyberpunk like will I eventually fall off this game? Is there enough here to keep me coming back for another, I think I have another hundred hours to go in this game or 90 hours. And it's just like, oh man, I don't know. I I enjoy listening to the characters talk to each other. I just don't feel like I'm playing a game most of the time. I feel like I'm just (laughs) watching people talk. So I don't know. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now. But again, I've heard they just keep adding more and more stuff, which at this point seems like it's going to be a negative thing. Um, but people say that, like, yeah, once you get to hour 60, man, and you really get in that gameplay loop, it gets so good. So I, I guess I'm just waiting for that. But uh, I just love, yeah, I love the game world and the characters. It's just incredibly slow paced to and And overstuffed is kind of my take on it right now. So yeah, that's, and it's, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot because I really want to like the game and I keep going back to playing more. And then I just kind of get into this brain dead state and like, I've never played a game where I've skipped so much dialogue. Like anytime I get a new confidant, uh, relationship with someone, I know exactly what they're gonna say. I am thou, thou art I. Blah blah blah. I skip through all of that. Any of the dialogue that, like, any of the monsters say to me, I skip. Any of like the text bubbles of, like, in between days of people like just listening on a conversation on the bus or people uh, on their walk to school. It's like I don't care about any of this conversation, and it's just dragging me down and taking up so much time. It was interesting at first, but now it's just kind of filler. So yeah, I don't know. Uh yeah, I guess I'll stop rambling about <laughs> Persona. Um yeah. What have you been playing, Adam?
4: Uh so I did start playing The Witcher 3 cuz it was on sale. Ah, uh, yes. So, yeah, you had mentioned earlier that you were kind of turned off it from the open world.
0: Uh that was another one where I felt very overwhelmed by how much was thrown at you just in the very beginning of the game and I was in a I think like another game had come out recently after I'd started playing it, and I kind of abandoned Witcher for this new game, and then the thought of going back into that world and learning all the systems and everything seemed so intimidating that I never just committed to it.
4: Yeah, so I've been playing through a little bit, and I haven't quite hit that yet. Like, the world is huge, but, like, at the same time, I don't have a lot of other games in the fire right now, Mm. so it kind of lets me just kind of focus on that, and I'm more so sticking to the main quests. Cause it's definitely one of those games where if I felt like it, I could just go play side quests and never really get to the main game. I think.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. I played Gwent for like two hours straight.
4: <laughs> exactly. So there's stuff like that. So you know probably more to come as I get more into it. Yeah. Don't have much going on with that.
2: I was. I don't don't focus too much on the main story because some of the side quests are the best like s- stories in the game. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think my, I know my big problem with with the, that I had with the game it was that I got so sucked into doing side quests, I like didn't know what, what I needed to do next for like the main the main story. Um, hmm. there's some really cool even the beginning of the game, like there's some really cool interesting side quests that like take you to like really cool places and uh. Like, I remember doing one with like a witch in a tower, uh, that like ends like really cool. Um, yeah, I, tracking so, down
0: the or hunting down the griffin was really cool. I don't remember that was an early on one that I was. That's
4: that's like the first mission,
0: is it?
2: Oh crap! Yeah. It was really <laughs> cool though. <laughs> so I mean, I I haven't done. I've definitely not. You're we're probably at similar lengths into the game, Adam. Uh, but I like I know I didn't do any. Of the main stuff, I just did side quests. Because
4: <laughs> uh, I'm and, enjoying, I'm enjoying the story, but my my problem is, I want to do those side quests, but like I always gravitate towards finishing the story that was intended for me. Yeah,
2: I yeah, see. So I that's I think like try to try and do one because I think you'll realize you realize that like the the stories that are the side quests are basically main quests on their own. In a way, Um, and and like they're like stories that are intended for you. You know, they're not side quests. They're they're stories within the world. And Geralt's story isn't the only important one. There's all that's why there's all these others. I don't know. Uh,
4: All right, interesting. Good to know. Playing anything else? Uh, so I played a little bit of League of Legends this week with a friend who is trying to actually level his account. Cool. He started, he was at two. We got him to four.
0: Ooh, big progress. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, he's, he's still at the point where he's getting the free champions for being so low level. Uh, so that, I didn't know he did. No. Yeah, he got the four and he got the pick from five champions.
0: Any champion? Didn't well, have that was, shit for us.
4: Well, it was, like, it was a, like a selection of five. He got Darius today.
0: Oh, he could pick one out of five? I think yeah uh, like game, like, i thought you were saying five, he, then... it was just like here's all 140 something champions pick five of them
4: no 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 it like it Noughts. generated four or something and gotcha. you got okay. to pick one or something like that okay so i see that. just helping them do that and evidently you can get experience from bot games now I yeah i think good. up to
0: level 30 now they changed it
4: that's fun yeah but no even i was getting experience and i'm level 61.
0: oh crap hmm. i'll just go so. spam bot games <laughs> yeah
4: so yeah, I played a little bit of that, uh, played some World of Warcraft with some other friends, they got me to run some dungeons, and it is a lot more fun with friends.
0: As our most I would games. Imagine.
4: But now I'm learning some of the nuances of it, like we did this, uh, we did a dungeon called Shadowfang Keep, and I almost got us all killed twice, because evidently you're not supposed to stand too close to that wall where it sends five mobs after you that you can't all kill at once.
0: If Leroy Jenkins taught me anything, uh, don't run in too early.
4: No, not even. I like, was in a room and there were enemies on a level above me. I hadn't gone up the stairs yet, but I wandered too close to the wall and it pulled all of them.
0: Yeah, can't be doing that, man.
4: No one told me that. He
0: just wanted to eat some.
4: Chicken. Leroy Jenkins told you Adam. <laughs> no, he he ran into the welt pit. That was obvious.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I think the the main other thing I've been playing is something Derek will be interested in. I started replaying Breath of the Wild oh, oh okay. i we're
0: all interested in that
4: and i'm kind of agreeing with derek on a few points now
0: <gasps> oh man this is it's gonna be a around. juicy conversation Bad. when we have it
4: yeah so the main point i'm just trying to make is it's a very different game on a rerun
0: yeah because you already know the secrets i think the magic of that game is exploring and discovering all the secrets but oh well, yeah exactly. all, you already know all the little secrets
4: Exactly this time around, even like the the storyline.
0: Yeah,
4: Yeah. it's like the main main point was like first time around, I'm like, okay, I gotta go find these four beasts. Where am I going? Then I'm just wandering the map and all of a sudden I see a Zora in the water. It's like, hey, we need help. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing the Zora one first.
0: Yeah, that game that game will never be as good as your first playthrough with it. Like hands down.
4: It it just from it just it actually brought up an older memory too of like why surprises in games are often the most fun. 'Cause this is back from when they put out uh, Pokemon X and Y. So mm-hmm. I remember like they didn't reveal all the individual things that you could encounter, like all the new things before the game came out. So like, I wasn't looking. So like I'm running through the game and like at right after the fifth gym, I encounter a Goomy for the first time. Like the oh, little Our
3: Lord and Savior.
4: The little purple jello guy. Yeah. But it's like so I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the heck is this thing? So it's like, it's one of the first times I've ever seen a Pokemon in a game first that I didn't know existed. Hmm. And it was just this, like, crazy moment. And then I see it use Dragon Breath, and I'm like, holy shit, it's a dragon. I need 20. <laughs> You're telling me this purple jello creature is a dragon.
3: All hail, Lord Goomy.
4: So, yeah, it just kind of reminds me that, like, it's the surprises that are oftentimes the more fun parts.
0: Yeah, and that game is absolutely built around them. Because, so. yeah,
4: like, seriously, like... This time around, I deliberately went to the Rito first because I knew about the wind power you get for beating that and like, yeah, I want that to get over cliffs faster. Yeah. It's more so of it's a
0: max like... and like going getting the things you want first. I remember I started to replay it at one point and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to all these locations where I know all the pieces of the climbing gear are and get all that first. But like that defeats the purpose of stumbling upon them and then being like, oh, I have the headband in the the shirt. All I need are the pants now to get the full set. Where could that possibly be in this giant world? You know,
4: it's- yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, just a few thoughts I've been having since playing. So I have,
0: that. I have such like
3: vague memories of the specific like locations of things in that game that I could probably replay it today and get a similar experience because I do not remember any of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember like where the four beasts are on the map yeah obviously the general area of them and stuff but yeah i feel like i have far enough removed now where i could go in and and try to like yeah. have a pretty fresh yeah uh, and even play.
4: depending on the depending on the beast you can see them across the map
0: that's true yeah because i watch the camel stomp around the, the desert
3: yeah so adam how much time are you actually spending like doing side stuff because it seems like you're just going right to the beasts
4: yeah, more or less, because now that I know what the goal is and I know what it entails, I'm more doing the main quests. Okay. Like I'll pick up a side quest here and there, but like mostly I'm sticking on the, the main storyline.
3: You see, I think you're going about it wrong then, because I think the side content in that game is what makes
4: it shine. Oh, actually, you know what? For a while, though, after I got the first beast, I spent time doing side quest stuff because I wanted the Master Sword. Because that was the biggest secret of that game. Where is the sword?
0: Yeah, actually finding the master sword, dude.
4: But yeah, going into it and knowing where it is and knowing how many hearts you need to pull it out. I mean, see, I do not remember that at all. So
0: I, yeah, I don't. That.
3: I do not remember how many hearts
0: I need. I do. What if that's a trivia question? Oh no.
4: Maybe.
3: Uh, no, but I mean, like, I mean, like for me, the first uh, beast I went to was the the Gerudo one. And I probably spent thirty or forty hours playing the game before I even attempted it.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I I ended up at the the Gerudo one was my second one in the in my first playthrough. It took me yeah. like forty tries to beat that boss.
3: Yeah, I guess my point is the reason that that game is so great is because I explored every inch of the world, like in a small portion of it, for thirty hours, and was like still finding new and fun things at every corner.
4: Yeah, it has got some big shoes to fill with that sequel. Oh,
0: it's gonna happen.
4: <laughs>
0: hmm. All right, uh, Andrew, what have you been playing?
3: Uh, so, uh, to no one's surprise, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles. Defender oh yeah, should...
2: that came out. <laughs> that came out.
3: Yeah, it sure did. And what do no you think? one else, no one else is talking about it except for me. Yeah, well, the <laughs> thing
0: I I played the 3ds remake of it and it just didn't do it for me
3: yeah uh so i think i've come to a, reali- a realization that some games are just uh better lent to watching uh, as an experience and i think Xenoblade chronicles is one of those oh wow i'm still enjoying it oh. a lot like i love it don't get me wrong but i am it maybe it's because i've watched a playthrough of it twice already mm-hmm. and, be- and because i know everything but uh definitely i feel like because when you're watching it you have the ability to you know like skip through a lot of side stuff like walking around and doing side quests and min maxing your items and inventory and party management and, and grinding and stuff like that you know uh whereas all of those are a big part of actually playing the game and it's what makes it like you know a 50 plus hour game probably closer to 100 honestly uh but I'm still really enjoying playing it. Uh, I think the combat is fun, and you guys are fucking clowns
0: for hating on it. It's, uh, it's kind of boring, but that's just yeah, you're a fucking clown. It's true. Uh, Have it's you played definitely... Final Fantasy VII Remake?
3: <laughs> I like that combat too. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, no, the combat's fun. The uh, the story and the characters are awesome. After listening to the soundtrack on its own in my car a lot. Cause I have that on CD. Uh, and then hearing all of the songs that I like know by heart in context in cutscenes is like really surreal. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know that song, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like every single song. So I'm like, all right. So I'm just like humming to everything. I like sat, uh, and watched the, the, the menu, the main menu screen for like four minutes, because that's, that intro song is like one of my favorite pieces of music ever. So I don't know. It's a, uh, in term the graphics obviously look way better than the Wii version, but in, for a 2020 standard, it's still kind of, kind of meh. The hair on the character models just like, don't move. Huh. It's just like a static <laughs> block of hair it's on a real people. bad wig. The, uh, I'm sure you've heard of the infinite sandwich meme no
0: oh oh, you showed me yeah Yeah. you sent a video of it to me where he just takes a bite of the sandwich and then there's no bite taken out
3: yeah it's just still a sandwich a whole ass sandwich and it was like that in the first game and everybody in the Xenoblade community was freaking out over like oh they're gonna fix infinite sandwich and they didn't so yeah it's basically just a new coat of paint on a still on a it's still a 2010 game yeah in terms of uh, it's overall graphical fidelity uh but still an improvement um and then i didn't play the original version so i can't comment too much on the quality of life stuff but uh yeah like i said enjoying it i'm only about five hours in at this point i've been really busy this week with moving and shit yeah so uh other than that i have not played anything i'm waiting to play brotherhood until i finish my assassin's creed 2 review and I think I'm just going to start that over from scratch because uh, I have been busy and not I don't like what I have so far, so I'm just going to redo it.
0: Understandable. Uh, That's fair.
3: And then uh, we played class this weekend.
0: We did! I forgot to bring that up. Yeah, we went 3-1. Um, no, 2-1. Two two and, one. One.
3: and the only reason we lost the second game is because uh, we didn't ban Kazakhs and also Ryan... Locked in, jinx top.
0: Yeah, and no one listened to my Baron call. <laughs> hurts after so
3: I, after I had a six steal.
0: Yeah. uh ran in. We like JP messed with a bunch of them. Got them super like low. Andrew stole the Baron. No, wait, that was a different one. Yeah. What you stole? We got two Barons that when game, When I was 20 right? twenty. Didn't we get two Barons that game? no yeah uh, because yeah we got the one that you stole and jp teleported and screwed with them and then
3: the one that we stole is when we is the one that lost us the
0: game are you positive yes okay yeah that okay yeah that's right and i was yelling at everyone to peel because i mean jp had no health yeah Uh, and then yeah and then they aced us and just won on the spot if if we just peeled off after stealing baron we could have healed up pushed down we had two inhibitors down Mm-hmm. It Would have been free, uh, rip around. Yeah, me, but...
3: but then the other two games we absolutely massacred them. Yeah,
0: we played really, really well. I also wasn't top lane Jinx to that game. I was. It's true. Uh, I got I was to play uh... two tanks. So
3: I got to play Volibear. It's my yeah. Favorite uh,
0: Volibear. New, new Volibear, and he just yeah. crushed everyone. It was really good. He was awesome. I love <laughs> Volibear. So yeah, that was fun. I've been yeah. enjoying Clash. I am looking
3: forward to the next one because if we play that well again and actually have a real team comp could go well yeah i mean cool. who's to say who's to say we'll be the jungler
0: again who that's knows That's true. depends on if a uh, regular jungler is available
3: i'm just satisfied that i didn't feed in a role that's not ad carry <laughs> so
0: living the dream
3: yeah but other than that uh not much
0: all right uh let's take another break uh and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what we want to see out of nintendo in the future Woo. We are back, and we're going to talk about what we think the hell Nintendo is going to do with the second half of their year. Uh, I looked into it, so here is what we know so far that we're getting from Nintendo. Big name games. Um, we got Paper Mario coming out in July. Yes. That is the only Nintendo-made game that we are aware of that has a release date. We have Bravely Default 2 coming from Square Enix sometime this year, theoretically. And then we got Axiom Verge 2, Hollow Knight Silk Song, oh. and Sports Story, are three kind of big name indie games that are going to be coming to the oh, Switch. Oh, I forgot about Sports
3: Story. Yeah. None of them have yeah.
0: confirmed release dates yet, um, but those are all kind of bigger name games. But like I said, the only Nintendo game, Nintendo made game that we are aware of is Paper Mario coming out in July. Mm-hmm. So that brings us from uh, the second half of July to December with nothing on the slate uh so what we're gonna do is kind of talk about what we think could be there or what we'd like to see be there or a crazy idea that would probably never happen but would be really cool um there's a couple things to note that breath of the wild 2 has officially been announced there is no release date on that for the purpose of this we're probably just gonna say it's probably not gonna come out uh, this year initially
3: to Metroid prime four.
0: Yep. Metroid prime four, four was probably even farther out. Uh, I initially thought that, uh, breath of the wild two would have been out by the end of this year, but with all the COVID stuff happening, I think that production would have slowed down enough to push it to a future date. And there's no repercussions because it never gave us a date. Um, so, um, I don't know about you guys, but I wrote down kind of three ideas that I had, uh, I wrote down a plethora, at- Okay, so let's take turns. We'll kind of talk about a game. We'll, I think we'll each say three. Uh, a little bit all over the place kind ah, of thing. Crazy idea. We've never done that before. <laughs> it seems to be a good format. Um, <laughs> so we'll each do three <laughs> and kind of explain why we think this would be a good game or why we think it's going to happen. Um, who wants to go first? Any takers? No takers? I'll go first. Um, all right. So I have... Mentioned this before recently to you guys. I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was in person. I recently just uploaded an article on the website about this. <laughs> I think that... I don't think this is going to be a game that's going to come out this year. So, they're long overdue for a Mario Golf game. Uh, it's one of their best-selling of all the sports games that they make. It's... It, is always very successful and people always love them. They're highly rated. We haven't gotten one since the one on the three DS. So we're overdue for a Mario golf game. And I would love to see one on the switch. However, I think that they should make a Mario disc golf game. (laughs) (laughs) Now hear me out. Okay. This may, this may just seem like me being like, this is a thing I love and they should just make the thing that I love. But what does Nintendo Excel at more than anyone else? Innovation. Being bad at it. They're able to take games and franchises that they have and adjust it in a way to make it fresh and new for the next entry in the series. We've had four or five Mario Golf games at this point. There's not much more you can do with Mario Golf. But Mario Disc Golf solves all of those problems because it's very similarly structured to golf. If you know how to play golf, you know how to play disc golf it's the same basic principle but you get to learn about all new types of like discs and how they fly and it's, it's you know it's just different enough to make it interesting but also familiar enough for people to be like okay yeah i love mario golf and i think it's just a perfect fit in a perfect direction for them to take uh their new their sports franchise But when I first played Mario golf as a kid, I had no idea what the difference between a five iron and a three wood was. But as I played the game more and like learned about the game of golf more, I started to learn that. So people could easily do the same thing with disc golf where they'll learn the difference between hyzer and hand hyzer or forehand and backhand side and the different, like how diff like a fairway driver flies differently than a putter. You know, I think it could work really good. And I think it's a great idea. And Nintendo, Come talk to me. So,
2: I agree with you, Jeff, yes. that a disc golf game would be cool, but I don't think Nintendo is the right the right call here. Uh, but mainly Mario because, disc golf. But I I think there's too many variables in in, in disc golf for Nintendo to have to get right. For, more than
0: re- ball golf, though.
2: Yeah, because think about it. You have to. So obviously, I think right. You do a pow, like a power system similar to to regular golf, where you you maybe do uh, a thing that goes up, hits, and uh, comes back, and you 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 know you hit somewhere in the center or a little left, a little right, depending on like what kind of shot you're maybe looking for. Um, but there's there's more physics involved than in a with a disc than there isn't a ball a ball just goes a ball goes the same distance depending on how hard you hit it but a disc discs flights change depending how much power how much spin you know i, feel I like, think i feel like they- there's a lot of cool things you could do at the disc golf game that nintendo wouldn't get right because a disc is more complex than a ball.
0: But I think they're so good at simplifying the sports that they tackle to, like, it's just – there's just enough mechanics in it to make it deep and intriguing, but they don't, like, put too much in it to – I think they would be able to rein in uh, what you do in disc golf to and, like, simplify it to a point where people would be able to understand and you'd only have a couple options for each shot. But you'd still be able to cycle mm. between distance driver, fairway driver, mid range, uh putter, and then like how you would the angle you kinda want to release, which is similar to the spin of the ball, uh, and then forehand or backhand depending on which way you want it to fade,
2: yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I guess we want we might want different games.
0: I think You want it to be the full depth of what disc golf is. Yeah,
2: I want I Instead want licensed kind of discs from ANOVA disc and Discraft. I want to be <laughs> able to throw, you know, any disc. Put any disc I want in my bag, and and it'll throw. Kind of like I might throw it out in the field. You want more of an arcade game, I guess, and I think I, one, do. I want more of a sim game. But there, there's a
0: disc golf sim game on the phone called Disc Golf Valley. You should check that out.
3: There is hmm. a disc golf mode in Wii Sports.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot so, about that. It, it was the second in,
2: Wii, Sports. Wii, Wii Sports Resort. Wii Sports Resort. So they've already done it
0: but uh but
3: Derek, golf story if mario throws a disc what if uh it gets set ablaze because he's mario yeah it has a cool uh, fire effect. and it can like burn through the tree that's not what i meant it just can have a cool <laughs> but fire but it could effect. happen
0: uh, in in the uh, in golf story what came out in what 2017 there was Something like, like a, there was a disc golf side mini game oh, yeah. like quest that that's was really right. fun
2: but it wasn't real disc golf
0: no, you controlled like the flight of the disc with the stick. It made no but, sense. But Eric, it's a video game.
2: Yeah. I think <laughs> but it, it wasn't there's real.
3: Enough there.
0: There's enough there that exactly. I think they can make it work. And I think it would be really, really cool. And I think they should definitely tackle it. Nintendo, you know how to reach us. at Yahoo.com. Well,
3: Jeff, I uh, agree that we should definitely get another Mario sports game in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's not tennis. Uh,
0: just Yeah, well, because tennis we've...
3: was their most recent one uh what's it called power smash or was that the wii one that, that was, was the wii, wii u.
0: one mario tennis aces was the most recent one. oh yeah yeah yeah
3: so we've gotten aces which was actually really good uh the wii u one which was really bad and then since then what was the last sports game we got like the ds golf 3ds
0: yeah i think it would have been mario golf for the 3ds yeah so or, like it might have even been the tennis one for the wii u before that or after Either way, the last yeah.
3: non tennis game we got was like over five years ago and I need something more. Give me Mario Strikers again, please. That yeah, was That, game was, really that was an awesome game. Or even Sluggers. Like I hate baseball in real life, but Mario Sluggers is a different story. Wasn't there um a sports mix for the Wii with like dodgeball and shit?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. There was yeah. Yeah, do something like that, you know? Um all right. Derek, give me uh Give me a game that you want to see.
2: So I didn't really think of uh, a game or this isn't really a game, but this is something I want to see from Nintendo. So we've talked a lot about the switch pro, the rumored Mm -hmm. switch pro. And is it going to come out? Are they going to make a switch pro? Um, I've realized I don't want a switch pro in the oh. sense of like a handheld version
0: okay what do you want
2: i want a dedicated version of the switch that is docked only
0: hmm for more power
2: yeah because so i've been thinking i was thinking a lot today about uh nintendo and, and how the switch is cool but mainly i was thinking about uh what andrew played a ton of or a little bit today it was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, whatever they called it. Uh, That 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 game doesn't... I think it runs, like, 720p in docked mode, maybe. And that's just, like... It's 2020. Probably. Uh, A dedicated console... Like, a game... A console game shouldn't run that shitty right now. You know? And so I started to think about, like... What's gonna happen to Nintendo as as the X- Xbox and the Play- like the X- Xbox and, and PS Xbox and PlayStation are releasing two big consoles this year. Not only are the consoles more powerful than the previous iterations, but they're sporting some new technology uh, that I think, and we talked about this a little bit, might change the way game design works. Um, and so the Switch has had better third party support than the Wii U and the Wii had right now, but it's still not great. Like, games like uh, The Outer Worlds just came out on the Switch. It's terrible. Uh, the yeah, Witcher came out long. earlier this year. It's just not, doesn't run well. I mean, even Skyrim didn't look great, and that was a 360 game. So, hmm. I'm like thinking about if AAA studios are going to be now designing these you know using these new uh, game building techniques based off the architecture of the ps 5 and the Xbox series X Nintendo is gonna get left behind again and, and third-party support for the switch is gonna fall off theoretically and all you're gonna have to look forward to every year on a switch is now indie games and and Nintendo games and okay like, I I I was dumb enough to buy a Wii U, but I you know, I bought the Switch with the inkling that they, you know, things might change a little bit for Nintendo. Now it doesn't look like it might. So here's what I think Nintendo needs to do, and here's what I want them to do. I want them to release a dedicated, you know, docked version of the Switch that runs all Switch games, but just at a higher performance. You know, if 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 it runs 720p on the normal, I hope it runs 4K on the do, the, the main docked version. Ooh, that's a big ask. I don't think it is. For I don't Nintendo, think it is. For Nintendo, I don't think it is.
3: Nintendo hasn't figured out how to run
2: their Wi-Fi off of something that's not a potato for the last 15 years. I guess I, I guess I should say a, a first party Nintendo game should run at 4K. I think it's very reasonable. It's you know, it, the first-party games on the Switch always run the best. It's like, or all Nintendo games always run the best on their consoles. Yes. Than compared right. to other that's because series. it's so,
3: Nintendo, and they uh, make their they make it so that their games look. They optimize it in different ways than just pure
2: graphical right. fidelity. So yeah, I want to be able to play Breath of the Wild 2 in 4K, 60 frames per second.
0: So, I disagree with you entirely. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm i think I'm also in that camp. I have most people who own a Switch are either very casual gamers who don't really play a lot of video games and they're there for Animal Crossing and things of that nature. Pokemon or, Smash. Or they're gonna be people like us where they own a Switch and then they also have a PC, the newest PlayStation, the newest Xbox. I don't need that stuff from my Switch. I like that it's a portable device where so that I can play indie games on in bed or take it wherever I want. And like I'm there for the Nintendo games yes. on that. I'm not going to play The Witcher on there. I'm not going to play Bioshock or any of those games on there. But the casual there gamer for- who might not get the opportunity to play those games otherwise might check it out. And any game that is made by Nintendo looks gorgeous. Pokemon looked gorgeous. Luigi's Mansion looks gorgeous. Breath of the Wild looks gorgeous. And that was a launch game, so the next one's even going to be more optimized. I don't think Nintendo, and they know they're not going to win an arms race against Xbox and and PlayStation. That ship is long sail. That's never been what their goal is. They're always yep. trying to do something new. Never been true. And I with think. Them they landed in a very sweet spot with the switch and they found their niche where they combine their handheld with their home console and the games that they're making for them themselves. Those games are fantastic and very well developed and look beautiful and they run all very well. There's a few graphical hiccups in games like the grass. A- it seems to always be grassy areas, grassy areas and Zelda had a little bit of uh, um, frame dropping Grassy areas. And Pokemon had a little bit of frame dropping grassy areas in link. Uh, not, a Link's Awakening had a little bit of frame drops and that's stuff that they can work on as they get better optimizing their system or the games for their system. But I don't think Nintendo has anything to gain from trying to like try to make a 4K console and compete with PlayStation and Xbox because that's not what they're trying to do anymore. And yeah. I think what they are trying to do and what they settled on doing they're succeeding so well. And I'm always going to choose to play. I'm going to always choose to play indie games on my switch if I can, because They're going to run just as good, like, 99% of the time on the Switch as it would on any other console. And And the portability portability option is really nice to have. That's where I stand with it. Yeah,
3: and even if they, you know, never improve, like, anything else, their online, their, you know, graphics, they still have nothing to lose, you know? Like, I think even five years ago, I saw some, some blurb that was like, Nintendo has so much money that if they stop making money now they will last until like 2050 you know before you know having to go bankrupt you know they huh. can just sit on things they don't need the third party support they don't need the competition between Xbox and, and uh and PlayStation you know everyone always talks about like oh Nintendo's going to die out and they're going to you know like start like losing or whatever and that means they're going to be done as a company but that's like just not going to happen ever like pokemon is one of the most popular franchises in the world and sword and shield were were they the highest selling games in the franchise i think
0: so i think they're yeah
3: yeah smash bros ultimate is the highest selling fighting game of all time so like you know mario kart exists there's no <laughs> reason that nintendo needs to have all these uh, extra extra stuff that the other things have and like you said in your disc golf thing jeff they're all about innovation, you know. The PlayStation and the Xbox, sure, they have the new fancy graphics, but at the end of the day, it's just another box with a controller. Nintendo's actually doing something different with, you know, the Switch,
2: which is awesome. I, th- yeah. I think their luck is running out.
0: <laughs> really?
2: Yeah. Did
3: you miss the part where I said that they would last into 2050 if they didn't make any more money? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't. I yeah, but I don't feel like that has to do anything with with. Uh, I, I think their their grasp on innovation might be. The, I I think they're gonna see themselves pushed into a little bit of a corner to, within so? the next within the next two three years. I think we could. Like, I think we might see so much innovation from. Uh, indie double A, triple A dev first party dev in the next couple years with the new technology that Nintendo's innovation won't be innovations anymore
0: see they're doing gameplay innovations they're not looking to do technology innovations But,
2: but, but technology and gameplay coexist with each other I
0: think we are at getting to a cap on the growth of technology and like what we're gonna get out of systems. Like Yeah. PS six is gonna I don't I like I don't even know what you can do anymore. You it's know? currently unfathomable. It's like
3: Who knows what'll happen?
0: Very in the next six years. But... Very, very minuscule um upgrades at that point. And I I don't think I don't think indies are gonna be like you're not going to be freaking about about triangles and putting in, Avenger movie quality assets into their games. You're still going to have, the Hollow Knights and the Celestes, where like yeah. that the new Messenger crazy technology, is an eight and sixteen bit game, that new crazy technology isn't going to matter to those. And those are the games that are crazy successful on Switch, and they're so, still going to be popular. They're going to be timeless.
2: I guess, uh, the I think. Uh, the new technology that stuff like UE, UE5 and, and um, you know, the, the new stuff these this, these consoles will be able to do um, is going to open up, I guess, uh, uh, avenues into things like uh, machine learning and neural network. And uh, Nintendo needs a console that can handle that kind of uh technology because I, I think games will be able to utilize that technology in such unique ways that we'll see new, new kinds of gameplay that we might not have never seen before
0: and i
3: think what the point is nintendo's games that, that their first party games don't even use that hardware in the first place right now they don't and they
2: probably won't need to uh and that's where we differ. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this one and yeah. see what the future holds. But uh yeah, I think I'm in the same camp as Andrew. It's like, yes, the PlayStation and the Xbox will go on to make these crazy AI-based video games, but there's gonna be so many people who are just gonna want a straightforward like adventure game in the Legend of Zelda and or they're gonna want to play at a great 2d sprite based platformer like celeste Well, lying and in bed yeah and like that those people will always be there maybe they won't have like the domination like they had with the wii or like the domination that they're having with the switch right now it's on track to beat ps4 sales if it continues what it's doing uh
3: didn't it sell like but, four million units in the month of march 2020 alone
0: yeah it was crazy they sold a lot because of the pandemic and animal crossing oh, yeah. um but i think that the crazy high tech games with all the AI and stuff is going to become more of a niche. And then Nintendo will kind of keep doing what they're doing. And it's going to be the comfort that everyone wants with the Mario and the Zelda, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Certain things are just timeless. Yeah. Nintendo's art
3: styles work in such a way where they can really utilize the lower graphics.
0: Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but, Adam, why don't you give us uh, something that you think could happen or you'd like to see from Nintendo in the second half of 2020? All right.
4: So, yeah, like they have been really quiet on things. But one thing I'm going to put some money on is either we finally get the Metroid Prime Trilogy on Switch <laughs> or if there is a <laughs> surprise. A rumor it's, it's keep getting rumored. I think it's finally going to happen. I, I'm just going on a gut instinct so. here. But I'm also banking on possibly in the low of Prime 4. Maybe a new two D Metroid.
0: Oh man, I would kill for a new two D Metroid. How how many years ago did uh the
3: Metroid Two remake come out?
0: On that would have been the It like three or four years. No, twenty seventeen. Yep. Really? I was living in uh yeah I was living in West Warwick at the time. Oh, okay. So that would have been twenty seventeen. So that's yeah, like three
4: years. So. hmm. I mean, I yeah. think.
0: But like, even that is is a remake. The last new two D yeah. Metroid we got was Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy. And honestly, dance. don't
4: don't don't you think that the Switch is a perfect vessel for a 2D Metroid? Yeah. I, think to,
0: Metroid I think they need to. I think they need to let someone else use the license, like give it to the guy who makes Axiom Verge, or give, give it, to it to the to guy God who Club made games. Am2R. Give yeah, give the. There's so many people doing great games in that style. If you just give Metroid to them, we could have an amazing 2D Metroid game. I'm I'm very on board for that idea, Adam. I think it's long overdue. Unfortunately, the problem, the reason they don't make a lot of Metroid games is because they never sell well. People on the internet are like, yeah, give us Metroid, give us Metroid, and then the Metroid 2 remake comes out, and people are like, eh, I don't want to get that. It was a remake, and though. Like, yeah, I don't and know.
4: They are so. going through with Metroid Prime 4. I think if they could just do something creative with something new, like don't focus on the remakes too much. But at the same time, I would also love my Metroid Prime trilogy and the Switch, and I think it'd be a good idea... Because that would get more excitement from Metroid Prime 4. Like, hey, here's the original trilogy. Imagine how it'll play on the Switch. Here's proof of how it plays on a Switch.
3: Yeah. You know,
4: controls-wise, you know?
3: The proof yeah. of concept already works because it's on the Wii. You know, the motion controls are all there.
4: Yeah, true, but it might be a little bit different with the Joy-Cons motion controls. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, different things we could add in. I just think, you know, I think it could be a good thing. It's, yeah, it's I what, agree I, with I'd love
3: to see it. It's one of those franchises.
4: Yeah, it's a franchise that doesn't get a lot of attention, but like when they do drop something, it's got to be notable.
3: My, I mean, Prime Four has definitely been one of the most hyped and storied games over the last like. Seven exactly,
4: years. but the it's, entire development got reset.
3: It's
0: becoming the new Final Fantasy 15, the new Duke Nukem forever. Yeah. Um, all right, Andrew, what do you think? What do you got your money on?
3: Uh, give me a new Warriorware on Switch.
2: Okay, oh oh yeah. Uh, it would fun. be such a
3: like oh kind of like the Wii one. Smooth moves on the Wii is I will stand by this one of the best party games ever.
0: Yeah, that is I remember I remember yeah, time. when we
3: used to play it at Christmas parties, that shit was amazing. There was like 12 of us all playing because that was a mode you could do. And you then did, Yeah, you
0: just hand around the one Wii remote whenever it was someone's turn.
3: Yeah, and they fucking just gave us a half-assed version of it in one 2 Switch. Uh, but just slap some Wario characters in there, like, you know, give it to me. The Joy-Cons are perfect for it. They already tried with 1-2-Switch and it was bad, so just give give me WarioWare, <laughs> please.
0: 1-2-Switch wasn't bad, it just got boring. But it wasn't WarioWare. Yeah, that's true. They could definitely... Yeah. I think they would sell a lot if they did a new WarioWare. I, I think know. that's an easy sell. The
3: last one was on 3DS, right? Do uh, DIY? Yeah,
0: there was... And then uh, no, there, was there was Game and Wario that, on the Wii U,
3: which wasn't there was the one same.
0: That, there was one that came out on the 3DS recently and it was like an all-star collection. It was like the best oh, of yeah, the best. Oh yeah, like Mega Games. Yeah, was it Mega Party Games? I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a best of compilation.
3: Yeah, either way, <laughs> I think it would work per WarioWare Gold. Um, yes. I think it would work perfectly on the Switch. Uh I agree. And Just pass
0: around a Joy-Con. Yeah, it's simple. Oh for sure. That's easy money.
2: I had like never heard of the WarioWare games. And then my sister had uh like WarioWare the DS one. I don't remember which one. And I remember I like borrowed it and played it and was like, This is weird. And then she like we went I remember like she just bought a used copy of Smooth Moves and it was like the only game we played for like six months it's so fun it was so it was so, so much fun uh, it it yeah. was a perfect use of the Wii's hardware right it was it was and that's it's like the the Wario Way games have such a compelling like gameplay Silly. loop with the short mini games uh, it's it's great I would love a new WarioWare we'll agree on that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds salty still
3: but I don't need my WarioWare to be in 4k Derek and that's my point you don't think you do. <laughs> the human eye can only see
0: so well. Anyway. All right. Uh, next game I want. So Pikmin 3 on the Wii U was a huge success. Uh, I thought that game was amazing. It was really fun. It looked gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It played really well. Then they did Hey, Pikmin on the, the 3DS, which was this 2D side-scrolling game that I never played, but I heard it wasn't very good. And then we heard from uh, who was it? Miyamoto was it Miyamoto who said someone yeah, high at Nintendo said he said, "Hey, Pikmin Four is almost done." This was yeah. back in 2015. Yeah. They said Pikmin Four is almost done. So there is a finished version of Pikmin Four somewhere out there in the world. Do you Give think, us Pikmin Four. Do you this think year that on he was referring to Hey Pikmin? I think he said that after Hey Pikmin. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure. But I, I can't imagine that he would have been talking about that game. He would have said it like a, a Pikmin spinoff. He wouldn't have called it Pikmin 4. I don't think. But anyways, apparently, I think it's time. Apparently Go sometime
3: ahead. in 2017, he said that it is still in progress.
0: Did he? That was three years ago, though yeah i think it's definitely time it's been a very long time they've been working on it for a while so i i could see that being one of those games where they kind of like they just did with paper mario they announce it uh, a month and a half before it's released and then it just comes out uh i think pikmin 4 could be an easy easy win for them in this year where they don't seem to have a lot going on mm. mm-hmm. I, I would
3: love to see pikmin 4 i loved pikmin 3
0: yeah, that game is so fun.
3: I have the, uh, I have the first two sitting on my shelf right now that I've been meaning to play for a while and just haven't gotten to.
0: <laughs> All right, Derek, what what do you got? Um,
2: so, well, I kind of uh, so, Metroid Prime Four, uh, obviously that was that was kind of one uh, I've been waiting for. It was one of my possibles for 2020 i think way back in the day mm. episode two <laughs> uh <laughs> oh i had what was it oh um i want like a a new 3d platformer and we did get that rumor a couple a couple months ago about the the remastered uh mario galaxy mario sunshine or mario 64 mm-hmm. um yeah i i still really want to ho- i really am hoping those are those are shadow dropped sometime you know this this fall you know maybe maybe in september we get a a trailer that says hey one of them i, I don't care it doesn't need to be all of them i just want one of them yeah just yeah, it's coming out in october and i'd be i'd be very happy uh I think that's it's it's a genre that like doesn't have a lot out there. Um I know like one of the most acclaimed ones that came out in the past few years was A Hat in Time that we that's in mm-hmm.
0: our uh it's in our book club.
2: Yeah, um our book. and that's that's still even like more of a collectathon like like Mario Odyssey was. Like Banjo. Yeah, like Banjo. I I'd, I'd like to I I'd like to sink my teeth back into a traditional um mario platformer uh soon yeah. even, I mean, we, you know e- of, even of the, the style of 3d world i like 3d world a lot too
0: yeah. oh yeah 3d was great part of that rumor was that we were going to be getting uh a paper a new paper mario game in right Bold. and boom. that was announced so that seems to give good cadence to there potentially being these uh rumored remasters of 3d mario platformers coming later this
2: year I hope so. Just one Nintendo, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam. Yeah. Anything else? Any uh, anything else you wanna
4: I guess mean, with? Uh, I don't really have a specific guess, but I've just got this weird feeling that we're gonna see something like completely out of the blue, like, like an I,
0: entirely new IP.
4: Not like either that or something that's been not had anything new for it for a while now. Like what? I don't know. Like you can ma- like there's a bunch of characters from Smash Bros. that just have never had a new game in a long ass time, you know? Like we haven't had a like a new Show Star Fox in a bit that's movie not movies. like a remake. There's not a cat yeah, Captain Falcon, <laughs> Kid Icarus, <and laughs> things like that, you know?
0: Ooh, a new Kid Icarus game on Switch. So you think they'll revive an old franchise?
4: I, I don't know, yeah. Like with, with not I hearing a lot from them, I think that'd be, like be a cool reveal. It. It's something I would like to see, you know, like let's throw some steam into something that's old.
3: I would that like, would be really cool. I would like to see that happen. Do I think it will happen? No.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm well, that's with you. And...
4: Oh, this this is my want to happen. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know the odds aren't with me, but it'd be cool.
0: What's up, Eric?
2: So, uh, in speaking of Smash Bros, do you think we could see uh, a new IP, new ty- a new game announced around the same time a new Smash character is announced? kind of like to tie those in together i don't know from any of the of, major ips of, like what characters are kiss missing but a lot of people were
3: uh predicting that the arms character that is going to get announced this month uh is going to be the poster character of arms 2
2: which is oh right right uh
3: not a game that's been confirmed in any capacity but why but people else have been would about they it? make a freaking arms character for
0: smash yeah yeah, this this And Spring with Springman
3: already being an assist trophy. And unless Sakurai yet again shatters our understanding of how Smash characters get made, uh he uh otherwise would not be up for up for that character.
0: So Yeah, that is a that's a good guess that I think people have. It's I think it could definitely be the case. Arms was yeah. surprisingly successful. It wasn't I like, loved Arms. I was not selling it. game, but yeah, People I stopped
3: because no one else that I knew played it, so it became mm-hmm. less fun. <laughs> I don't like um, I don't like playing against strangers online.
0: <laughs> what is what's next on your list, Andrew? Um well, so you all remember
3: uh probably last year or the year before that rumor about Star Fox Grand Prix.
0: hmm The Star game- Fox oh! racing game? Yeah, uh
3: give that to me, please. That would, be, that would cool. be
0: so cool,
3: and also put Captain Falcon in it.
0: <laughs> Yo, a crossover game.
3: Yeah, with fucking just R wing racing, like it's easy.
2: Money yeah, on the table, really Nintendo.
3: Cool. Come on,
4: that'd be yeah. really interesting. That'd
3: be awesome. Like it'd be that an was... it'd be a new It'd be a new racing game. Like Mario Kart's kind of done more or less the same thing for the last so many years. You know, with with obviously different touches with every iteration, but Star Fox is like racing in space it'd be a completely it's now that is pod racing
0: (laughs) (laughs) so going off of of that speaking of pod
3: racers when is that supposed to come out
0: it's delayed indefinitely oh fucking christ yeah i'm sad um so going off of your star fox racing game the last one on my list and i think i've brought this up on the podcast before but i think it's time it's time for a new mario kart either mario kart 9 or like a Mario Kart Ultimate in the vein of Smash, uh, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> or where it's every map that's been in any and like every, every character, every dear. yeah. Do a Mario Kart Ultimate, or the next step further, which would be the most end-all, be-all, and just turn it into a service. Make Nintendo Kart. Oh, so, right. Uh, so you uh, already uh, have what it is already. You already have Link in there. You already have Isabelle. Yeah, and the yeah, villager yeah. Inkling. In there. Bring bring like Samus in. Bring you can bring Kirby. in characters a la uh Smash Bros. Have a roster and turn it into Nintendo car. And do you, you go remember to
3: remember the uh Rosalina reveal trailer for Smash when Kirby was on on Rainbow on Road the star. and yeah. everyone was like, Are they gonna do Nintendo car?
0: I think that would be the biggest game. Nintendo has ever made it would be huge because Mario Kart be is always a top five selling game on every console it's come out on and you, go, you have to remember Mario Kart 8 is a Wii U game so mm-hmm. technically the Switch hasn't had an original Mario Kart yet
4: yeah True. I think it's about time
3: just the best version of a Mario Kart game
0: exactly so I think you could easily do you, either even if it's just Mario Kart 9 and they just like do a new Mario Kart with new cool things every time they make a new Mario Kart with some cool new mechanic a new yeah
3: shade of metal
0: they just make it better every time uh but i think the the best option is
2: nintendo kart and just commit to it ah uh, with every track ever
0: yeah but then like you could have so in the dlc for mario kart 8 there was that cool zelda hyrule castle level right imagine right imagine doing a Star Fox level, a uh, oh, Metroid level, yeah. it's it, like it could be so cool, man. It could be really cool. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what Dude, I want to say. Both see
3: of the F Zero courses in Mario Kart Eight are my favorite courses in the world. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, those are really good, and they're they can really, lean really into good. not only just the not only idea. the course layout
3: but the music.
0: Yeah. Oh. So, I think they they laid the groundwork in the DLC for Mario Kart Eight, and I think it, they're working on it and we're going to see it either later this year or next year. That's my guess.
3: That'd be that'd be pretty sweet.
0: Uh, Derek, give us your last one.
2: So, if I was naive, I would put F0 in my list, but I know we're never getting another F0 game. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think my last one is um, just either N64 or GameCube virtual console, please. Drop drop yes. Drop you the box. Oh, oh, N64 so games and just just to tell us it's coming, you know,
3: <laughs> yes. kind of you similar mean? to the yes. NES and SNES services that they have. Yeah, right
2: Yeah, like if that's what Mario 64 ends up being, it's the beginning of them adding N64 games. And not that, like, I feel like the library of N64 games they can use is small because of licensing issues with with Rare now being part of. Uh, Microsoft. microsoft but still like but microsoft's
0: there's... playing nice i could definitely see them being like yeah throw banjo in there we don't care
2: that's <laughs> yeah. true that's true but i a lot of those games are already on xbox in as part of uh the rare replay or whatever yeah uh, but yeah i mean like there there are some beloved i would like to play excite bike 64 you know i <laughs> like there's some there's some solid n64 games uh really solid GameCube games, uh, just, just, yeah, please, Nintendo. Why would you ever take that away from us?
0: Yeah, I agree. That would be amazing. Uh, Adam, last one.
4: Oof. Uh, man, what do I want? There's, there's just too many things that I want. <laughs> well, I say, like, one thing that I know for certain they're doing that I'm just going to put some hopes for They are putting out that Pokemon DLC. So we know that the first part's coming out in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then later on, like back in fall, we're getting the second half. Yeah. I just want it to be worthwhile. Like, it's the first time they're ever doing DLC for one of their biggest franchises. So I just really hope it ends up being worth it. Like, enough extra story, enough gameplay to make it, you know, worthwhile for me.
3: Yeah. I know. Jeff, you and I have like literally zero interest in the Pokemon DLC.
0: Yeah, I still I didn't beat it. I've thought about recently being like maybe I should just go back and beat Pokemon Shield, just to say mm-hmm. that I did. I think I might do that. I'll just pick yeah. it up, get do get the last six badges, seven badges, four badges, yeah. five badges. I have five left. It's Pokemon. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah like, just so... to say that I did it.
4: Yeah, I don't know, because I'm I'm kind of out of ideas for like what like I kind of already Put everything I had out there with the whole like random. Like I think they're gonna revive something. That's kind of what I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah.
3: But
4: I've got Did no hints do... as to what it is. You
3: should do a new Pokemon spinoff game.
4: Oh, um, that's what my like, idea was. Colistena. That's what it was yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that's what I was thinking. I knew it was had something to do with Pokemon. I forgot to write this stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> that's on me. I'll
0: give I'll give you a freebie. Pokemon Red and Blue 2. I've been saying it for years. Go back to Kanto, but have it be kind of like. Like in Gold and Silver when you went back to Kanto and there were some new gym leaders and some were the same and some gym leaders are now part of the Elite Four and just like have it be that world but, like yeah, that I, everyone loves. Like Gen 1 will always sell the most out of anything ever. Exactly. That's, back what, that,
4: that's what I've been thinking yeah. lately. Like, like yeah, the DLC is all fun and good, but realistically, like, I keep looking at the designs of everything they're coming up with new each time. And it's like, I'm getting a little more disappointed, like... Personally, I'm not liking the you're going with the starters nowadays because they all end up looking humanoid and I don't like that. Hmm. Like, where is my cabbage frog from Gen 1 with Bulbasaur? You know? Cabbage frog! <laughs> but it's like, now it's like, wow, these are all human-shaped, and that's a little weird to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is not my creature. This is me-shaped.
3: Like, why? Understandable. So, They're evolving so they can so take I, over as a superior species.
4: <laughs> Okay, that's creepy, but... So <laughs> my sure, point is, that. like, you already have, like, 800-plus creatures, right? So instead of making so you have to keep making new ones, like, do, we, do what you did with Zelda and Breath of the Wild? Bring this somewhere new that holds to that spirit, but is at the same time different.
0: Yeah, that's what people have been wanting for Pokemon for a while, and they thought that Sword and Shield was going to be that game, and then it just wasn't, but...
3: So what about if they made a game where you go to all the regions?
4: Yeah, uh, we keep saying this that. Is too that, ambitious. That, that's impossible. <laughs> that never to
3: That was hundred percent a joke. <laughs>
4: yeah. No, I'm saying like do away with the general system. Let's think of something new. Like, use what you already have in a new creative way yeah. instead of feeling like you have to keep soft rebooting. So what if yeah. you're in a
3: car, and as you're driving your car, you take pictures.
4: Oh wow, <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> interesting. You can
0: throw pester balls at things.
3: What's a pester ball, Jeff? They haven't done it any they haven't done it yet.
4: <laughs> okay. I'll officially throw my hat <laughs> in on this one. I want Pokemon Snap Remake.
3: Everyone wants a Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Snap Remake. Come on, Nintendo.
0: Um Andrew, yeah, I... bring us home. What's your what's your last one?
3: Two words, Jeff. Mother three. Okay. Uh, oh god damn, <laughs> that's it. Love of
0: God. That's that's it, yes. Give it to me. <laughs> uh yeah reggie i don't know how but make
3: it happen <laughs> somehow in your infinite it's, wisdom
0: it feels like it's such an easy thing for them it's But like, again
3: with the, re- the releases of earthbound on the wii virtual console and mother and earthbound beginnings like mother 3 is the obvious next step just localize it
0: yeah <sighs> but like i feel like they probably don't want to do it because they know no one's gonna buy it it's just for you the know very that. the the vocal minority on the internet that like would lose their minds. But if they, they... if if they thought no one was
3: going to buy it, they sure as hell would not have made Earthbound Beginnings.
0: I guess I don't. know. Mother Three yeah. is a
3: vastly more popular game than Mother One.
0: That's a good point.
3: I would argue I that Mother Three is the best game in the series.
0: I would love to see it. I really would. But who knows? What about mm. just a new Mother game?
3: That's never going to happen.
0: Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure
3: I'm pretty sure Itoy is done making
0: games. Do you think they would do it without him, or do you think he'd be like, "No, screw you
3: guys, that's my game"? I don't know. The company that made it dissolved into Game Freak.
0: That's right.
3: They used to be
2: uh, uh, Ape. Yeah.
0: Mother three, make it happen. It's an easy one.
2: Yeah. All right,
0: boys. Who wants to do some trivia? Let's let's uh, yeah, wrap do this it. bad boy up. Sound good? Let's yeah. do right. it. So, this week, fitting with the theme of the episode, we got some Nintendo trivia for you. Uh,
4: That's what I was hoping for.
0: And uh, I think it's a pretty good trivia. I think it progressively gets a little bit harder as we go, and it's going to be fun. Question number one. Who is sitting at the top of the castle in Super Mario 64? I know Derek is a big Super Mario fan. Andrew and Adam would have been very young when this game came out, so I don't know how much of it you've actually ever played. But I feel like it's a well-known thing who's sitting up there waiting for you if you happen to find your way up there. Because it's a hidden secret. You don't have to go to the top of the castle. Uh, okay, let's start with Adam. Adam, who is at the top of the castle in Super Mario 64? At the top? Yep. A sitting there, out. It's outside on the roof.
4: Is... Is it a toad?
0: Andrew? Yoshi? Derek? Yoshi! It is
3: Yoshi. Oh uh, damn it! I was
4: gonna say Yoshi. I thought you could just play him in the beginning.
0: Nope. That's the uh,
3: 64 there... DS. Oh damn it!
0: But yeah, there's a, a Yoshi just chilling up there, hanging out, being cool. You can't. You just talk to him. I don't think you can even do anything with him. Nah, he's pretty says, much just there. He just says Yoshi. He's an Easter egg. Question number two: What is Nintendo's best-selling handheld? Console, handheld. handheld, handheld, handheld console. Yeah, console so like not okay. home. Yeah, handheld console. All right, not yeah, ha- not home console. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you oh. just said the same thing. Handheld. uh, uh Yeah, it's not a huge list. Of uh,
3: things, but are we including all? So are all of the iterations of the DS like the same thing?
0: Like yes. the DS,
3: the DS Lite, the DSi, the DSi XL. Yep.
0: That's all one. Okay. 3DS, 2DS, 3DS XL. Those are all one. Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket is all one. Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, Game Boy Advance Micro. That's all yep. one. So, yeah. Um, Let's start with Derek on this one.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with the Game Boy Advance.
0: Um, Andrew. I'm going to go with the DS. Adam.
4: I'm going with the classic Game Boy here.
0: It is the DS. and it, it is correct. The DS was a huge hit yeah. for some reason. I don't know why it was such a huge hit. Uh, but yeah, it was really popular. Because the Jeff, DS Lite, what's
3: better
2: than one
0: screen? Two screens! The DS Lite is when it really took off. Um, I feel like question, it had
2: the longest life cycle, too. It was like, a very I mean, yeah. long
3: time. Yeah. Like I said, the DSi, the DSi XL.
0: Yeah. Question number three, what console was Star Fox 2 released on? Ooh, um, that
3: is a very good question,
0: Jeff. I like that one. Thank you. We're gonna start with Adam on this one. Oh. Adam, what what console was Star Fox 2 released on?
4: Was that the 64 and 64?
2: N64? Derek? Uh the Super Nintendo Mini. Andrew. Ooh. <laughs>
3: Uh I o Derek might have me on it but
0: I I was going to say Nintendo Switch. It is the Super Nintendo Mini yeah. also known as Ow. the Super Nintendo Classic. The the first time that game was ever officially was released was in the Super SNES Classic uh compilation. I forgot and that then, the
3: SNES Mini existed.
0: Yeah, and then it came to Switch later on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, one point for Derek. Good Woo! one on that one. Alright, question they own number
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> question number four. This is brought to you by Dan Santos. Yes. And it is an cool. amazing question. All right. What is the onomatopoeia that Salvatore uses when you miss a ship in the minigame sinking ships in the Legend of Zelda
4: win wing? Yes! Oh. <laughs> no. yes! Oh my god, what was that? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can hear oh, it. Good. I
4: can hear it in my head.
0: It's it's one of the greatest questions, like we will ever ask on this podcast. That I'm is so hands good. down the best question that's ever been asked.
4: Oh, All right, Adam,
0: we're gonna have you go first, buddy. Oh my What's god! What's the onomatopoeia that Salvatore uses? So, rem- when you rem- miss a Remind
4: ship? remind me what onomatopoeia is? That's the so effect.
0: Yeah, it's basically like like if I was just to go like make the sound of a gun. It's like pew 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 oh. pew. Oh, well, that, well, that's well, an onomatopoeia.
4: It was like sploosh or something, like the hitting the water.
0: Derek, it's. I think it's more
4: sploosh.
0: Yeah, it's a splush. <laughs> yeah, it is in fact sploosh. <laughs> uh, one point for everybody, and I highly recommend. Actually, you know what? I'll oh, play it. Just play it. We're, gonna, we we're to. gonna. We're gonna play it. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta write down the time code. Two Dude. zero nine four. Oh my god, this is the hardest I've laughed all week. It's my favorite. <laughs>
4: Gosh, it, it's too hot to be laughing this hard.
0: Splee, and it's it's kaboom. kaboom. Yeah, kaboom. All right, I'm gonna share my screen. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it's so fucking good. Hold on.
2: That was a great question. Dan, I love you.
1: Oh man.
3: <laughs> it's
0: bleeeesh. Right. The best game of all time. <laughs> okay.
4: Oh, we're, we're gonna uh, lose it here, aren't we?
0: I'm gonna share my screen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, compose yourselves, gents. Uh... You gotta compose yourselves here. <laughs> okay, yeah. This won't last okay, long. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah.
0: Okay, everybody ready? At yep. first I was like, who the fuck is Salvatore? Let me write down this time code. Oh... Uh, all right everybody, this is the sounds that Salvatore makes when you hit or miss in the Battleship mini game in Wind Waker. Kaboom!
1: Uh, it's so,
3: so
0: good. good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Sploosh is the answer. Everybody gets a point. Uh, Jesus. Oh, man. Okay. Question number five, bringing it home. We have a tie between Andrew and Derek right now at three. Adam oh, is man. at one. I wasn't even thinking about the points. This is a great question that I came up with, and I, I'm very proud of this question. What is the name of the Tower Defense Star Fox game that came packaged in with Star Fox Zero on the Wii U? man. Oh. Uh, what? There was a tower defense game? There was yeah. a bonus pack-in tower defense game that came with Star Fox Zero. What? What is the name of it? It stars S- Slippy's yeah. Uncle. <laughs> Slippy's Uncle. And I will give you a bonus point if you can guess the name of Slippy's Uncle. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we're going to go with Adam here on this one first. because he. You have to get both to to have a chance.
4: Uh, I'm not going to. This is some like out of the park stuff, and I, I commend and, you on that. Any guesses? Uh, I didn't even know this game existed, so I'm just going to throw in like uh, Star Fox Tower Defense. It's like the most <laughs> generic thing I come up with. I don't know what it is. Do
0: you Do you know Slippy's uncle's name?
4: No,
2: I didn't even know he had an uncle.
0: All right, uh, Derek. What is the name of the Star Fox Tower Defense game?
2: Uh it's on like the tip of my tongue. Uh, I remember yeah. the reveal. Uh, it was so disappointing. <laughs> oh, I got it. it it's uh, Star Fox Guard, and, you... and I'm going to guess uh, his name is Folly.
0: Andrew, what I was... is the name of the, the tower defense game? I
3: was uh, completely unsure, but I was actually going to guess Guard.
0: And what is the name of Slippy's uncle? Uh, Sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> The game is Star Fox Guard. Very good job knowing that. Uh and his uncle's name is Grippy. Grippy, uh, damn it.
2: I knew Slippy it had and some... Grippy Toad. Yeah, I knew it had to be something like Flippy. Uncle, Uncle Ippy. Uncle Sloppy.
0: Alright, we have a tie between Andrew and Derek at four points. Oh each. man. So, so we're gonna go on to the tiebreaker. How many DS systems have been sold all time? Like how uh, many the sales number or iterations yep. Uh, iterations count too. Okay. So how many, Oh, yeah, no, sales number including the iterations. So, 3DS DS and 3DS? Not D, not 3DS. 3DS Just is DS? considered Yep, 3DS okay. is considered a whole new console. So DS, DS Lite, DSI, DSI XL. How many have been sold? Uh, Adam, do you want to take a guess?
4: Ooh, I'm going to say somewhere around like 25 million.
0: Andrew? Uh, 20,482,000. Uh, Derek.
2: 700 million.
0: <laughs> what did you say, Andrew? 20, 20 million? million? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I went too is, high. <laughs> the, the winner is Andrew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is one hundred and fifty-four. Wow.
2: Oh, my, my initial was 200 million, but I was like, wait, I think that's, that's, a lot. that's like the 3DS. Yeah. So I went high.
0: Nope. You would have had it if you went with two hundred. So the winner is Andrew. Yay. Congratulations Andrew. That was a very good round of trivia everybody. That was, that was awesome. Was good questions, dude. Yeah. Um Thank you
3: Dan Santos for the best trivia question we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Top <laughs> here. If you want to send us any of your trivia questions, feel free to send them at podcast at yahoo.com, as well as any comments that you've had on what we've talked about, or if you have any questions that you want us to discuss. Please, please give us trivia questions. <laughs> check out our Instagram, gamesharkspodcast, where you can find a new great picture that we do every week. You can check out my sweet Photoshop of Mario playing disc golf. It took me about five minutes. Uh, and then, if you want to read my article about why Mario disc golf should be a thing you can check that out at thegamesharks.com which is our website uh yeah that's where you can find us all thank you for joining me this week gentlemen maybe next week we'll have some ps5 news that we can talk about who knows it's all up in the air Uh, but we'll be here regardless to talk about video games and yeah that's it for us so until next week goodbye everybody remember when i have e3 next
4: week oh you ruined it man
3: We're all happy until that point. Goodbye.